Welcome back everyone to another incredible episode of Chat with Dan. Now before we start, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to check this out. Don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, follow, it helps a lot, and again thank you. Have an incredible day or evening depending where you are, and I'll see you in the next one. Stay safe. Welcome back everyone to another incredible episode of Chat with Dan. For today we have the, the amazing, the super, the badass, the epic Stephanie here. Stephanie, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? It's good doing to see good. you. Yes, I'm here. I mean, I'm doing fantastic. What better way to have an epic day with someone as epic as you? You know what I mean? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, for those who don't know who is the incredible, super amazing, badass Stephanie, please tell us who you are. Who am I? Uh, uh, my name is Stephanie Chloe Hepner. Um, in Spanish, Stephanie Chloe Hepner. I am an artist, I am a storyteller, I am an actress, director, writer, and producer. Um, and I come by way of Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, that's where I was born and raised. There you go. So you're basically doing everything here. I am, I am. Uh, they all started sort of stacking up on each other and I, I really like doing them all. Fantastic. Now tell me, let's go back in time for a little bit here and tell me where the journey begins. Like what triggered it? Uh, what triggered it? I think, I mean, I was always a performer at heart. Um, I was just talking to a friend about this. I would come back from school, uh, like elementary school and dress up for no mm -hmm. reason and dress up in these different characters and just perform, mm -hmm. you know, when I was eating a snack after school, uh, when it actually started, uh, I did a play when I was in sixth grade. Um, and I had, my family had moved to Miami, Florida. So we relocated from Argentina to the States. And um, I, had no, I had no idea what was happening, but my friends, we were practicing our auditions together. Yeah. It was a musical, Wizard of Oz. And we all were practicing our auditions in front of each other. And I was always an extrovert. I was always talking to people left and right. But my friends, I remember their audition, and they were American and I wasn't. And their auditions were like, they were really shy and like, this yeah. is how they did it. So I thought that's what I had to do. I was like, oh, I can't like, you know, I can't do what I practice, do what I love to do, take the stage. I have to like sing like this for the audition. So I did that and I was cast as the tree. <laughs> of course, of course. So um, I was like, what, what happened? And like, of course, like the people that I, that I was, playing with before that were showing me these really shy tiny auditions were Dorothy and the Scarecrow so I was like what is happening yeah. uh, but it was really fun um, I still got to sing and dance and talk as the tree uh, but I definitely learned my lesson just like I think I learned it early be yourself um, don't try to be anyone else uh, and then I didn't really do anything like I was I don't know 10 years old I didn't really do anything as a, an acting career or anything like that in high school. Then I went to back to Argentina uh, for high school. And in high school, we had a tiny, tiny drama club. Uh, but I was the uh, lead singer of one of the school bands. Um, and that was just sort of my expression, my performance. I sang and danced um, in high school. And then in senior year, all my friends had very clear paths of what they wanted to do. And I thought I was going to go to college for philosophy because I loved still to this day, love my philosophy teacher. You know, I was in the Olympics, we had in the National Olympics, we had a very close relationship. I, I 
I love consuming that stuff. So I was like, well, I have to go study this in college. Yeah. And then I was like, no, that's not, it's not. I, I remember one day I was very tired and it was like a Sunday in my mom's old apartment. And I said, mom, I figured it out. I woke up still in my PJs, like, like this. And I was like, I'm going to be an actress and I'm going to move to the States. And she was like, you're crazy, but go ahead. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's the little the story. I mean, and look at you now, starting from the bottom. Now we're here. Exactly, starting from the bottom. Argentina, if you look on the map, is the way bottom. So literally the bottom. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. And and you know, I I was also a tree, so <laughs> it's awesome being a tree. You know, you can you don't you don't get the chance to worry about much stuff. You just need to stand still. You know. So. Yeah. What what show are you tree in? It was from. So back in high school, they did like, uh, because I was, well, I was, uh, I went to this uh, Catholic school back in high school. So every December they were doing like this play, which was representing, you know, the born of Jesus and all of that. Right. Okay. So I don't know why the one, like the director of that play thought that there were trees around. So <laughs> because I needed, I because I needed extra points, I was like, I need it. So they put me as a tree. I was like, okay, okay. but like fun enough. I wasn't supposed to say anything, but I did say my lines. I mean, I improvised something because I nice. wanted, you know, I, and fun enough, the play was, so I remember that the director wanted to make it like a very kind of dramatic, you know, and things like that. And when I was there, a friend of mine was telling me like, I bet you that you don't, that you don't say something in the middle of a very dramatic scene. And I was like, oh, it's on, it's game, it's game time. <laughs> so I did say something. I don't remember exactly what I said. But I, I said something and everybody started laughing. That's just, I mean, I can't imagine in a really dramatic scene, the tree just decides to talk. Like out That's of the nowhere, just the tree start talking. I remember, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what I say, but uh, I think it was something later like Lion King. I, I, I Anyway, my point here is that, so I said those lines and then everybody started laughing. And then the director, of course, was super pissed at the end of it. So once the play <laughs> was over, he came at me and he was like, like, what the hell are you doing? You ruined my play. And because everyone was laughing, I was like, "Do you hear that?" And then he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's the sound of that's the sound of success." So you're welcome. And then I left all proud, like I did it. But I mean, the the thing was is that that guy didn't give me those extra credits. So I was like, "Oh, dang it!" So you know, you ruined his play. <laughs> I did. I did. But, uh, oh, that's anyway. hysterical! Is there yeah. footage of this? I don't think so. I <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know. Probably perhaps, but uh, I mean back then. Like the whole cameras with cell phones were not like very like like yeah. high tech as right now. So thankfully, otherwise, I'm pretty sure that it would have become a meme or something like that. <laughs> For sure, yes. Yeah, yeah. Now moving on here, tell me like um like how you prepare a character. Now I get it that it depends on the role, but what is your initial approach when you are about to yeah like about to dive in into this uh, character creation pro uh, process? Yeah, I mean, as, like you said, it depends on the role, but uh, read the script, 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 read the script. One of my one of my first mentors uh, always said, read it at least seven times because wow. all the clues you need, yeah. Read it, you know, read it the first time for story, not for character, not for yourself, read it for story. Understand what world you're in, what what's going on, who are the other players, right? Don't read it with like the initial like selfish, you know, glasses on yet. Um, read the script. I cannot tell you how much 
that changes everything. The more you read it, the more you'll find out what exactly you need to do in each yeah. scene. Uh, and it becomes effortless because you're absorbing all the information. And also, I think, um, depending on the character, I have to figure out quite quickly how uh, different this character is from me, right? Like mm -hmm. how much is my zero, as, as one of my teachers uh, calls it, how much is my zero close to the character and how much do I have to stretch? How mm -hmm. much do I have to stretch my brain, my body, my breathing, my thoughts, right? My relationships to the world. Um, I think those are like the main, main sort of base level things. Mm -hmm. um, and then understand the circumstances. And sometimes it doesn't matter how I would react, how Stephanie would react in those circumstances. It only matters how that character is reacting. Uh, so strip myself of any judgment and serve the story, right? Like why, why do I say each thing I say? And why is each thing said back to me? Is, is just like, you just become a detective. So I think becoming a detective, um, another thing that, that I'm a huge fan of is, you know, scripts have a ton of white space mm. as I, as I uh, have been recently enlightened to. And my, our job is to fill all the white space to get that life. So, um, and for the most part, you know, 90%, 95%, these characters are human. So how does that human behave in that world with those people around them, mm. with that political context around it? What is the writer trying to say? And how is the writer using me or my character as an instrument to their message? Each writer has a message okay. and the job is to serve that. So always, always um, with that in mind, how do I serve that message and how can I make it fun and interesting? Mm -hmm. Okay. And like during the duration of the whole, you know, shooting either the film or the TV show, you know, do you like during that time, do you stay on character all the time or only when you're on set, you shoot the scene and then you go back to be the real you, you, let's say, or you, or is it always like once you're in, you're full, like how is it that work for you? Unless I'm doing an accent that is difficult for me, like a particular accent that's difficult for me, I can go back to myself in between takes. Um, and I don't necessarily need to live as a character. Although I will say, um, I did a play once back in New York where I was playing a person who was, uh, mentally ill. Um, she had schizophrenia. She was also homeless. She was violent. <clears throat> um, and during rehearsal, you know, we had eight to 10 hour rehearsals. Yeah. Uh, I think they were, they were, they felt very long, um, during rehearsals. Um, even when the director was giving notes to other actors or stopping us, I had to stay in the mindset. Mm. Uh, I had to stay in that body, you know, the body, like I was very much deformed and wearing lots of clothing and I, it was not pretty. Um, right. It was not a beautiful thing to see, but the character was so beautiful and her heart was different than mine but i had to stay in her because it was very hard to cut back and forth and it was a play so it was two months right um but i would go home and be myself you know yeah, i would take a shower go back to being myself um or do live my other life before getting to the theater as myself however yeah in those um long days in between i definitely had to stay um because she was so far from me so every time 
accessing her again it was a whole warm up revving mm -hmm. up the engine you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah okay so basically yeah i mean at the end it depends on the role you know yeah but for other stuff especially for film in between takes because you're getting so many technical notes mm -hmm. like oh your hand looked weird here or like why don't you move your mark back or let's fix the lighting like i definitely have to find my breath again mm -hmm. and ground myself and before i know that we're rolling again i will get back in the and have the character's thoughts for sure okay, okay. now moving on here tell me what has been some of the worst additions you ever had well i think that tree one uh my first audition ever uh so it could only go up from there right like i just <laughs> abandoned myself completely and like i think i sang like crouched or something i could yeah and i was like oh i did great i did exactly what my friends did yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely that you could be. uh but other than that i mean you know, ugh, some funny things about living in New York and doing theater are, um, I don't know if everybody's aware of uh, what EPAs are, uh, mm -hmm. or when they used to be in person, the open calls for equity houses um, in New York, and you have to wake up at 4.35 a.m. and it's brick out, meaning it is absolutely freezing out. And you get yourself to equity by 6 a.m. and you sign up so that you can get a slot and hopefully audition. Wow. Um, and you carry your life with you because you think, yeah, they opened at six, you signed up by 6.30, there was a huge list. And then you had to sort of wait there to see if they would hopefully see you, but you could get seen at 2 p.m., mm -hmm. right? So some people would go back home. I've definitely done that before because I was like, oh, this is going to be a long one. But otherwise, you had to stay there and carry your life, like carry your audition outfit, your hair straightener, your shoes. If you had a song, you carried your sheet music and you carried your laptop because maybe you were doing other work too. Um, all your snacks for the day, right? So I think, and I did that for a long time. Um, I, I mean, it's, you know, it makes you, it makes you a, uh, you know, it, it just makes you a, tougher person it makes you able to to figure things out and and you know it, it builds your resilience but you know i don't necessarily miss that <laughs> no of course i mean nobody will miss, it or miss yeah. that you know that's crazy yeah i mean and like those type of stories is like what some people might don't know whenever you are starting your acting career you know so i do think that there's like this image that uh that if you that if you wanna if you wanna go acting i mean it's all about you know the parties and the glamour the fashion yeah. everything which once you realize all the hard work behind the scenes you know like things like you just told me then you're like oh okay <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, crazy wow yeah well yeah. now let's say that one day i call you and i tell you that i want to become an actor now okay. i don't have an experience just that play i did back in high school and that was like years ago so what advice based on what you know was would you think that it could work for me in order for me to start this uh this uh this new career so I think the first thing I would ask you uh, is, have you ever taken an acting class before? Uh, and if your answer is no, I would say get in class. Get in class, even if you're naturally talented, get in class because it'll make you that much better. Um, and you know, watch watch the actors you respect, watch the kind of actor that you want to become mm. and look at where they studied, right? Look how they built their craft, their talent, look how they're developing and growing and go to those places. They're there, they're out there. Um, and also I would say, 
watch great acting and watch bad acting, watch both and uh, discern your taste. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would also say, make sure as much as you can that you can be financially stable mm. because having the peace of mind to be financially stable supports your artistry, right? So you don't have to be worried all the time about that because um, just being an actor can be very uh, up and down. So make sure that you're acting because there's nothing else you would rather do and you're financially stable to support that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I'll take that into consideration if I want to become an actor. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's say that one day Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus, you name it, they call you and they tell you that they got this idea, which goes that all of the characters you have played at the moment, they're going to gather to celebrate your birthday. But the film needs a name. So how would you call it? All of the characters. Okay. All of, them. Uh, all of them. I think it would be... Ocean's 15, Dinner in the Sky. I like it. Okay. I think it would be a heist movie starting mm -hmm. with a dinner on a plane that's in the air. And they will all be there. All the characters will be on the plane. Okay. Okay. I like it. Fair enough. Now, what about describing your whole career, but on a drink? How would you call it and what that drink would have? Oh, Okay. So this is not what I would drink or out of my taste buds, but, okay. but I mean, I might drink it. I just have like one, I, can, I don't think I can do more, but um, a Brazilian sangria okay. because it has all of these layers. It starts with, a, I think it starts with pineapple and um, acai or coconut. And then there's rum, there's cachaça, there's a little bit of, uh, liqueur cognac and there's grenadine and it has all these layers right mm -hmm. if you see the drink it's very beautifully uh very beautifully presented with all the different colors that just mer like go from one to the other like an ombre and i think i think i can put that as a you know a parallel to my career there you go like that's you. a great question by the way thank you thank you i'll yeah. be sure i'll be sure to one day make one of those yes i'll make you one Oh, sounds like a plan. So then I can taste yeah. it and be like, if it's tough, I'll be like, okay, so this is how your career went. I get it, <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. You know? oh, amazing. But it is like sweet and tangy and sour. It has so many taste notes that, you know, I think I think that could be a career drink. Yeah, I'll take it. So it's basically one of those drinks that you take one and it's like, okay, I think it's, I think it was good. But once you stand up, you're like, okay, no. I mean, I don't think it's like uh the Long Island iced tea that you're like, whoa, you could probably have two, but and then the next day you'd be like, that was that was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like your career. Thank <laughs> you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, love I love it. Now now, like what motivates you? You know, we all have those days that basically you want to quit, you know, and regardless of how things might be, maybe perhaps things are okay. But then suddenly you have like this bug in your head, you know, that you are basically wasting your time. So how you manage to silence those thoughts and to be back on this journey that you have created for so many years now. Okay. A lot of things motivate me. Uh, storytelling as an art motivates me. Okay. Um, I think, sorry about that. No, I think, um, 
I think the the one constant in a uh, human species is storytelling. You know, we started storytelling, cavemen were storytelling, we still do it in 2023. And um, that's how we grow, how we evolve. And also, I do believe a lot of the things that happen to your in your life and come to your life are about the stories that you tell yourself. So just I am a huge fan of storytelling, of great storytelling, of storytelling to entertain, to make laugh, to um, to um, uh, cause change, right? To encourage behavior. Uh, and I do a, a thing that motivates me is a lot of my writing because I have these characters in my head that wake me up in the middle of the night or, you know, that I wake up for every morning um, in my writing. So I think, and also other people's art, consuming other people's art really motivates me. If I see a great film, mm. um, for example, I just saw Bardo uh, a few weeks ago by Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu. And I was like, that's the kind of storyteller I want to be. I'm going to make something like that. Right. So seeing great film, great art, definitely, um, definitely is a huge motivation. And also uh, my friends, I think um, I firmly believe that you have to surround yourself with people that are going where you want to go, that are already where you want to go, you know, that lift you up. And I have such a phenomenal artistic community that holds me up like they're always asking where's your project at? Where's your show at? Can you come and read this for me? Because I love your taste. Can you help me with an audition? Can I help you with an audition? And that just keeps them the, like the momentum hot. So that's also a huge part of it. There you go. I love it. And yes, it's true. All of it. Wow. Okay. And my last question, okay. what can we expect from Stephanie in the future? Uh, what can you expect from me in the future? Uh, you can expect Uh, in the near future, you can expect uh, a new TV show that I created, um, and we are we are uh, mas massaging uh, and getting ready to to be on TV. So you'll see, created by Stephanie Chloe Hepner. Um, you can expect a lot of dramedy, which I love. I love dark comedy uh, specifically. So I want to make you laugh, but also make you think. So mm. hopefully, I achieve my goal. Um, and what can you expect? Generosity of spirit, giving back, giving back, giving back. I'm, I'm working with a lot of kids that are just starting. Um, and it's not necessarily about giving back something I never had, but it is about nurturing these kids, um, artistic growth because I see so many kids glued to screens and stuff like that. And I'm like, wait, we can't, we can't necessarily all like, you know, be like that. Like, Let's make stuff, let's play, let's put on a hat and pretend you're someone else. Um, so also also doing that um, a lot, as much as I can. Um, yeah, and then there's a few features uh, that I can send you the names of when, when we're ready to share. There's a few features that are happening Absolutely. 2023, 2024, um, that you'll also see Stephanie, Chloe, Hepner attached to. There you go. I mean, what can yeah. I say? It's incredible. I mean, your career is amazing. It's such a journey. Thank I mean, you. we're basically talking from Argentina to right now where you are right now. It's incredible, you know, and also the fact that you're pursuing it, which, I mean, it's it's super complicated. It's complicated, but I think it, it gets more complicated when you are switching to a totally different country, you know, it's new country, different culture as yours, language, no friends, no family, like all of that, you know, switch to like total opposite. 
but the fact that you managed to to make that happen like, i mean I, I think that's proven enough for everyone who either wants to pursue an acting career or music career or any specific dream the fact that it is possible you know because i do think that sometimes we can get discouraged about the fact that um that because where i live there are no that perhaps there are no opportunities as i wanted then i'm not going to be able to pursue it but the fact that you were screw it i'm just going to go to another country and made it happen as i said i mean you're basically starting from the bottom now we're here that's that's badass just saying thank you oh another thing you can expect actually this i can share so i directed a short film that i wrote also in italy uh this past summer and we're in post um it's called it's a tuesday and we're in post so i'm releasing it very very soon and you know like you said moving to another country and things like that in the in the script i wrote in seven different languages wow. right so and that's to say there's no limitation right mm -hmm. i don't care where you're from i want to hear your worldview um and we live in such a globalized uh world or planet that the inter exchange of cultures and experiences is something that really drives me so um you know you're you're also international right so i think create your own opportunities no matter where you go yeah as much as you possibly can and surround yourself with people who want to be part of that yeah absolutely i mean at the end of the day we only have one life you know and why not and i do believe that we all come to this world for something you know but it's yeah. up to us to discover what is that something and once we discover it now work to get that you know work to make that into some actually into actually something you know um but yeah i mean and, and also i'm super sure there that i mean hundreds of people out there who sees you as a role model but also who sees you as someone who who gets things done and that's incredible i mean i'm super sure that our next, <laughs> that our next conversation is going to be about the thousands upon thousands projects that you have been involved with because it's amazing i love it thank you absolutely thank i also want to thank those who watched the uh this video thank you so much if you are either listening on spotify or apple podcast Make sure to go follow Stephanie like right now. I mean, the the, the episode is over, but on the description <laughs> below, it's going to be her link to her Instagram. So you can check, check on her. Let's make her viral hashtag team Stephanie because she's incredible. And also don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, follow. It helps a lot. And again, um, Stephanie, thank you so, so much for making this happen. Have an incredible upcoming weekend. Keep killing it. Keep creating, keep inspiring. And I'll see you in the next one. Thank you. All right.